1: Welcome, Irish fans, to another edition of the Irish Breakdown Podcast. I am Vince D'Addario, the football analyst here at irishbreakdown.com. And with me, as always, is my partner, Brian Driscoll. He is the publisher at irishbreakdown.com. Brian, good weekend this weekend. We got to watch the little Super Bowl. That's always a good thing, uh, depending on, I guess, who you're rooting for. But uh, it was a fun weekend. It was a good weekend. Uh, For those of you that follow us on a regular basis, I'm back. I appreciate it. Uh, I was a little under the weather uh, the past few days, so Brian did me the solid and and picked up the slack for me, so I appreciate that. But uh, I'm back, and uh, maybe some of you are unhappy about that, but here I am. No, and, uh, no
2: one's unhappy about that, because every time <laughs> I do a show by myself, I get text messages or DMs like, hey, is Vince? Is Vince gone? What's going on, Vince? So uh, <laughs> you are the glue that holds this thing together. Yeah. And so and when you're not on so I, that's why I had to tell people that you were sick, because I didn't want people to yeah. think that something was wrong. Uh, but yeah, I'm glad you're feeling better. and. I still think it was just a coincidence that you just got sick on Super Bowl weekend. You know, oh, I'm sick. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. Handy that
1: way. Very handy. I'll be sick again right around uh, the first Mm -hmm. weekend of March Madness. Sure. Just give you the heads up on that. Yep. Yep. But uh, anyway... We have uh, a commitment that we want to talk Mm -hmm. about. And this is a big one for Notre Dame uh, Mm -hmm. from everything that I can gather. But uh, it's a defensive end commitment. His name is Aiden Gobera. He's from Chantilly, Virginia. Mm -hmm. He's the class of 22. So we're talking next year's class. But it's the current class now that everything is signed, sealed, delivered with the 21 class, which is just weird to say. Um, So Notre Dame's going strong here on the 22 class I want to ask you, um, you know, what's the background on this particular commitment? Is this somebody that's been on Notre Dame's radar for a long time? Is this a solely a Marcus Freeman situation? Give us the background, kind of how this came to be.
2: This is a guy that Mike Elson's been recruiting for a while. Okay, uh, This is the kind of kid that fits everything that Mike Elson looks for in a defensive end, and we'll get into that here in a little bit when we kind of get into his specifics of him as a player. But no, it's a lot like the Tyson Ford thing, to be honest with you. Okay. you know, uh, Mike Elson's been putting in Yeoman's work on it, but he's been kind of running solo. And when you're going against programs like Penn State, and Penn State had been the perceived leader with, uh, with Aiden Gobera for a long time, you know, Penn State doesn't solo recruit top prospects, and and they considered Aiden the top prospect, just like Notre Dame did. Um, and when it's you versus you as the D line coach against the D line coach at Penn State, the defensive coordinator at Penn State, the head coach of Penn yep. State, and you know a big chunk of the staff, you know it's, it's going to be tough. So I think, sure, I think Marcus Freeman coming in is a lot like Tyson Ford. He helped he helped kind of Mike Elson get it over the over the top, but. The reason that they were able to get Tyson Ford in the class so early, the reason they were able to get Aiden Gabarra so quickly. I mean, we're now a month in. It was a month ago today that Marcus Freeman got hired as the, oh, okay. the defensive coordinator. It was January eighth is when it was announced. Wow. Um, so yeah, and, and so I mean, it was because the work that Mike Elson had previously put in. So okay. it's kind of like Mike Elson was able to get him – a long way and then yeah. once you kind of get that supporting cast coming in to help out then they, they put them over the finish line and so uh it, it was a big is a big pickup and look this is a guy that as of two weeks ago if you'd asked me where i thought he was going to go i'd have told you probably penn state but notre dame is, is trying and you know he was a guy when i talked to some sources a couple weeks ago i started putting some defensive line content out about you know about who's on the board. This is a guy that I looked at. He actually has one of the lower grades that, that I have for the DNs on the board for uh, sort of the, the top guys for who he is now Okay, because he didn't play as a junior. Virginia postponed uh, their fall football season, and they're going to try and play in the spring. We'll see if that happens or not. But he didn't play in the, in, the, in as a junior. So the last time we saw him play, he was like a 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, six skinny kid that was barely over 200 pounds. But you could see the skills you liked. But, you you know, I think that's kind of why he's not considered that higher level recruit. But to Notre Dame, to Penn State, to some of the other schools that have offered, like Nebraska, Kentucky, Louisville, Virginia Tech, BC Pitt, this is a high ceiling player that they really wanted. And so Notre Dame is in a unique situation with this, too, Vince, because there's a lot of really talented defensive ends on the board. They can be picky. Yeah, the fact that they pushed for him—not just took a commitment from him, but pushed for uh, him—yeah—to the point where they were able to overcome the perceived leader, Penn State, who does very well in the state of Virginia. By the way, Uh, have for a long time, even going back to when I was in high school, you know, or I mean, I mean, I played against James Boyd at Indian River High School back back in the day, and he's the guy that went to Penn State. They got Chris Bell from Granby from my area back in the day, so um, they've always done really well in the state of Virginia. And when you know the the running back, they've signed. How many running backs have they signed from Virginia lately? So anyway, um, they they're hard to beat for kids in state. You know, as far as one of the national programs. So this was a big one for Notre Dame and a guy that they really wanted. And even though he had one of the lower grades for the current grade, his upside grade was was, uh, as high as just about anybody on the board. So uh, this was an important one. This wasn't just some you know. And you'll see by the time his recruitment is over, you'll you'll see this is just some three star kid.
1: That that was going to be my next question. Is he a kid that, in your opinion, could blow up his senior year as far as the recruiting rankings and all? I mean, I realize he's committed, and once you're mm-hmm. committed at Notre Dame, I realize sometimes there's not a lot of fluctuation this way, uh, <laughs> but more the other way. But uh, I mean, is this somebody that you could see, you know, his his recruitment just kind of skyrocket a little bit with his senior year as he grows into his body a little
2: more? Certainly possible. You know, he's supposedly up to 230 pounds mm-hmm. now. Uh, you'll see it from this film. He's skinny. You know, but you'll, you're what you're going to see in this film is a long kid. You just watch that, just that, that, uh, pu- push pull release there on that, that clip right there. Uh, if you're watching, if you're not watching, if you're on podcast, just check it out. It'll be on irishbreakdown.com. You'll be able to see the video clips. But he's a very skinny kid and, and it's all going to be about how he fills out his frame. And if he fills out his frame the way I think he can, he plays against really good competition in, in Virginia. So when I was in high school, it was tidewaters where the best players were at. And Richmond had good players. You'd, you'd have a team or two in Northern Virginia, but in the last 10, 15 years, Northern Virginia football has gotten a lot better as that population has really boomed. And so when you know he's putting up numbers against some very, very good programs and, and he's playing against some very, very good programs. So yeah, I do believe Vince, he's the kind of kid that if he if he has the kind of physical growth that I think he's gonna have. Sure. As a junior senior, yeah, I think his reputation is going to go up. I think some bigger programs like Notre Dame are going to try to coerce him into to considering sure. them. Uh, you know, which yeah. we've seen from a lot of Notre Dame commits. But um, this is a very talented kid. This is a kid that, in my opinion, w- if he would have had his junior year, would have had a chance to to be a top two hundred and fifty caliber prospect, assuming he's made the physical growth that that we've heard that he's made. So. Um, You know, we'll see. We'll kind of see if if that happens. But yeah, this is a this is a commitment that I really like. And it really fits the profile of of what Notre Dame looks for. I mean, length. Right. You saw that in the in the clips. Uh, Burst. Burst off the 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 line. Yeah. Yeah, Burst off the line. Uh, strong, I mean, when you consider he's barely 200 pounds, he's throwing guys around. I mean, there's you know, his push-pull release is really impressive. And that, you know, you need length to do that, but you also need some natural strength. And I think that's what Notre Dame saw. I think the question for me, Vince, is he's an instinctive player. He's good against the run. There's a really nice play where he sets the edge and then spins inside to to get to the ball carry. That's instinct. You know, yeah. that, that's just having a feel for it. But then you have to have the athleticism. There's things I instinctively wanted to do on the football field but couldn't do because, <laughs> I, because I didn't have the physical tools of, you know, uh, of top quarterbacks. So, I don't know what
1: you're talking about. Yeah. I've never had that problem ever.
2: So, you know, he has the instincts but also the athletic skill to pull it off. And so yeah. I, he's, he's an impressive kid on film. Yeah. I think the question for me at this point, Vince, is, you know, how does he fill out his frame? And how he fills out his frame is going to determine ultimately is he more of a big end, mm-hmm. is he more of a viper end, is he more of a, a a combo guy? I think that part of it remains to be seen, and we're not going to really know that till he's, you know, done with his final year and a half of of high school football.
1: Well, And I think you know a, a year in the strength program in Notre Dame is going to make a big difference for him too, and how well he sure. can put weight on that on that frame of his. Um, so that was going to be my next question: is how you see him fitting in the Notre Dame defense and I realize there are still some question marks about what the Notre Dame defense is going to look like under Marcus Freeman but again we're we're projecting as Mm -hmm. to what we think things are going to look like uh under this program so or under the scheme I should say where do you see Aiden fitting in
2: I think ultimately I like his game better as the big end Uh, I I think he's more of a you know Mike Elson broke down the difference in the defensive lineman right and one thing he talked about with the it's it's gonna look similar to what it's been in the past. The big end is a pure defensive end. It's a power right. end. It's a guy that's gotta be able to set the edge and rush the passer and be good against the run. The drop end is gonna be more of a versatile player. The ideal sure. drop end for them, based on what Mike Elson said, is a guy like Dalen Hayes, you know, a guy that can drop into coverage 10, 15 times a game at least. You know, a guy that can rush the passer, a guy that can play the edge. You know, Aiden to me is is not a guy that I necessarily would see dropping in coverage other than maybe just kind of jumping into the flats that's not ideally what they want to do they want to have a guy that can run with tight ends and run with backs which we've seen Dalen hayes do um and and so i think his game better suits the the big end position having said that with his athleticism if he continues to 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 i think i think there's at times there's some some awkwardness to him uh and and what i mean by that is awkwardness in a way of what you see from time to time from a kid who grew tall before he grew out. Yeah. And you see some at times that lankiness, that growth spurt can kind of cause you to, you know, your coordination at times would be a little inconsistent. And and just, there's just a couple times as you watch this film where you just kind of see that. Well, the good news about that is, is that eventually goes away as guys get used to being taller and they fill out their frames. And so, you know, there's a level of athleticism there where you know potentially maybe he could be a guy that drops, but I think right now with what we see from him, you know, to me he's a guy that that I view more as, um, you know, more as a a a guy that I think is going to be more of a rush the passer, play the run, be physical, that kind of guy. And so um, I think the big end spot is ultimately where he plays. But the fact that we're having this conversation and asking the question is also adds to his versatility because there is a level of, okay, this guy can play the other end spot. Uh, when you're in a three down, both of your ends are going to be a little bit more traditional ends. So there's that versatility that he brings. And, and if he really fills out his frame and he, you know, who knows, I mean, again, we don't, we need to see it. I don't project this, but uh, I also didn't think Jason Onye would be two seventy five by the time he gets to Notre Dame. So he filled out his frame faster. Now, Jason Onye was thicker than than Aiden Gabert is at this same same age. But the point is, if he fills his frame out even more than I think he can, then there's even more versatility that he could be that penetrating three technique in passing situations or against passing teams, not running teams. Right. You, you understand it. And and those are the things that you're going to need to look more for in this defense, because I do think, you know, we had the insider podcast out earlier today where I, I talked about some of the things I'm hearing about Marcus Freeman. And look, You know, I believe based on what I'm hearing, their their quote unquote base defense is going to be a four down defense, but they're not going to be as reliant on that as you know as the past four defensive coordinators were, where they were always going to be sort of in the same personnel, uh, whether they were in you know on on first and second down, kind of no matter who they played, and occasionally Notre Dame would put a nickel on the field against certain teams, more so like in 2017 and 2018 uh, than recently, but. Uh, th- they're not going to be that locked into that that base defense. You know, there's going to be weeks where we see more three down. There's going to be weeks where we see more four down. And when you have that kind of scheme versatility, it doesn't work as well if you don't have scheme versatile players. Yeah. And I think that's what I really like about Aiden Gobert is he's a guy that I think could grow into a power end, but he also is a guy that could, could maybe do some drop stuff. And the other thing too is, is if you're the rotation drop, not the starting drop, then you're even less inclined to have to do all the different drop things with him, you know. If if he's a guy you just look at it as an athletic edge rusher, then you know Marcus Freeman's going to say, okay, look, this is our second best end. We have you know Tyson Ford starting starting at strong side end, for example. Let's say that Aiden Gobert is the number two defensive end. They're not going to keep him on the sideline. They're going to find a role for him on the other the other side of yeah. the of the line. And you know, and then of course when you're in your three down. That guy, that that both ends are now more true ends, and so there's there's that flexibility there. So, I think they need to try to find as many position flexible players as you can get, and that's everywhere except really nose tackle. I I mean, if you think about it, I mean they're going to need that across the board. Tyson Ford brings some of that. You know, he's the guy that he's already two fifty. You know, he's a guy that maybe can be that when you go to more of a penetrating four down against a pass heavy team. Maybe you slide him inside a little bit. Yeah. You know, put him in some three technique. And when I talk about Tyson for a three technique, I'm not talking about lining up on first and 10 against Stanford, right? With him at three technique or against Alabama with him right. at three technique. I'm talking about when you're playing a team like a USC, right. a North Carolina, a, you know, a, a maybe you're playing an AAC team that wants to throw the ball a lot. And, and they're not really a team that runs, you know, a true air raid, you know, the, the old school air raid, sure. not the, yeah. the modern air raids like Lincoln Riley runs that I like a lot, which are going to run the football. Uh, Phil Longo at UNC runs a, a more modern air raid, but they're still like Graham Harrell at USC runs an old school air raid where there's games where USC will run the ball 12 times,
0: you know. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Just go to Indeed.com slash wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
2: Well, If you're going to go to a four-down look, you don't necessarily need two 300-pounders inside against that look, right? right? So maybe you see a guy like Tyson Ford. Now you have some four-down versatility that you wouldn't otherwise have if your ends were just pure ends and didn't have that versatility. So that's kind of what I refer to. And that's kind of the thing we have to condition ourselves to look for when we evaluate Notre Dame prospects is, does this guy bring some positional flexibility and some positional versatility? And for me, Aiden Gobert brings that. I think he's a guy that can do more than just a pure big end, a pure Viper. I think he brings some versatility, how much and where that versatility is going to be is going to depend on, as we talked about how much he fills out his frame. Listen to Marketplace wherever you
1: get your podcast. So, from from a class breakdown, uh, you, you said they've got a lot of guys on their board, but now they can be more, you know, uh, they can be more picky about who they want to go with defensive end wise. Do you see how many more do you see, uh, you know, committing, and do you see that in the very near future?
2: So, when I when I look at the roster right now, Vince, I see. You know, I see a situation where Notre Dame right now, as I look at their depth chart, has nine defensive ends returning next season. Okay, Uh, one of them is Myron who who is a fifth-year senior. Now, technically, he could come back in 2022 because everybody has an extra year. Justin Adamuola could come back for a fifth year in 2022, Uh, but really, there's seven ends on the roster that are gonna that are gonna have some eligibility beyond the 2021 season for certain. Uh, so I think at least three is ideal, the, the the ideal number here at defensive end. I think a third guy is needed. Uh, it, they could take a fourth if, like, some five-star decides he wants to come down the road, then, you know, you make room for that guy. But I think a third end is needed, and I think at this point in time, I think a a more of a drop Viper type of guy is what is needed in the class. Okay. So I think – I think that's where they are from a number standpoint. This is going to be a smaller class. I'm going to have some stuff. We're going to talk this week on the podcast about breaking down the needs of the 2022 class. We'll get into numbers, and you know, but this is not going to be a 27-man class like it was in 2021. Right. So, but this is a position where I do think needs are important or numbers are important because when you look at the roster, I mean, you've, you've had some turnover. You lost Ovia GoFu. You've had – you know, some guys that, that have moved around, your numbers aren't great. So there's been some injuries. So like, no, no, Safa Mensa, we don't know what his future holds because of injuries. Uh, so there's some uncertainty there from a number standpoint. Love the talent, but the numbers. And so I think that's why a, a another three-man class, they had a three-man class in 2021. Uh, but again, low floor, high ceiling guys, you don't right. want to just assume they're going to pan out. Uh, same thing with Alexander Ehrenzberger in the 2020 class. So there's some high ceiling players that have come on at defensive end in the last two classes, but they're also lower floor guys. Sure, and you you have to make sure that you you load up on numbers, and then that increases the odds that you're going to get enough guys to to tap into their full potential. That you're going to have a great defensive line, which is what I believe Notre Dame has had in recent seasons. So I think a third guy is needed, but I think that third guy has to be more of an established talent okay that doesn't mean he has to be like a guy that's going to step on the the field day one but he's got to be a very talented high upside um player and and certainly have a guy in mind for that position oh do you now
1: i do okay all right so stay tuned people uh because brian's got somebody in mind um,
2: <laughs> we can talk about it right now. That was kind of my oh, my little segue. Oh, okay. Why well, did yeah.
1: you were it? You no, know, I wasn't that, teasing
2: so them. Like I'm gonna like oh, tune in tomorrow. I'm, I'm not gonna sorry. be that guy. I felt um, teased. Okay, yes, uh, so yes. go ahead. Who do you,
1: who do you think is gonna be the guy?
2: Well, I think. Well, it's not who I think is going to be the guy. it's I think who needs to be the guy, oh, okay. and I think that the, who needs to be the guy is Cyrus Moss. Okay. Uh, he is a a five star defensive end from Nevada. Some have him as a five star. Uh, he's another guy that didn't get a play as a junior because of the state get, not having football in the fall. But to me, he is that true five star upside, elite viper type of player that Notre Dame wants and needs. He's an explosive athlete. He's, he reminds me more sort of of a Julian Aguara with Dalen Hayes' coverability. That's kind of how I'd evaluate him. You know, he's, he's not built like Dalen. He's not, you know, 260. He's not going to be like a thick, lower bodied 265 like Dalen Hayes. His body's built more like Julian, although I think he's got a better, a little bit better frame than Julian Aguara, you know, but he's going to be a 245 to 255 pound guy, athletic, explosive burst off the edge. You watch him in coverage and, and he's dropping underneath routes. He's, you know, there's a a pick six he had in high school, and again, he plays at Bishop Gorman out in Las Vegas. So they're playing national programs. You know that that's just kind of what they've always done. And he's dropping under curl routes and picking them off and returning them for touchdowns. You know, he's he's raw technically, and his body needs time to develop. But he's a guy that to me has a chance to be an impact edge rusher in college, and and I don't just mean like you know a guy that can give you four or five sacks. I'm talking about a guy that can be like a dynamic. Josh Allen from Kentucky type of edge rusher now you know I mean you never know how kids are going to pan out but when I see Cyrus Moss I'm thinking wow that's the kind of athlete that Notre Dame needs more of along the defensive line um, and I think he brings a little bit of a different you know body type than the two guys that they have in the class and so I, I love okay. the complementary nature of what he would be to Tyson Ford and Aiden Gobera And you know, he's six four, two twenty 220 right now um, but he doesn't have that big frame like Aiden Gabarra has where like eventually he's going to be 270 potentially. Um, he's more of a traditional athletic edge viper. And so Cyrus Moss, to me, at this point in time, and my understanding talking to s- different sources is he has been at the like sort of the top of their board for that position for a while. Um, my thought would be is that this commitment gets Notre Dame to now focus even more time on him. Um, and, and so, so let's kind of talk about Brian Kelly for a second. And they talk about like how a head coach needs to be, this is the situation now where you've, you've been able to narrow your board. You've already got a couple guys committed. This is where the head coach needs to step in as well and say, that kid needs to be a priority of yours until we get him Right. And so it needs to be Marcus Freeman. It needs to be Mike Ellison. It needs to be Brian Kelly. It needs to be Brian pulling. Like they need to put the full court press on that kid. He likes Notre Dame. They're in a good
1: place. So Stand with him and who else is involved.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, everyone.
1: So what you're telling me is, it, it's not like, I shouldn't say what you're telling me. It's not like he goes to a school that nobody knows about. He goes to Bishop Gorman. He's not an
2: under-the-radar kid. Right. right. He, he's right. not some under-the-radar kid that you can just sneak past people. with You know, right. like a Jason Onye that we've seen. In, I mean, you're going to have to beat Alabama, USC, you, right. you know, programs like that. That's who's on Cyrus Moss. Now, I do think he's a, a kid that has interest in an academic institution. He's a very – I mean, you listen to him I- interview as a sophomore, and you're like, we've had a couple interviews with him at, at Irish Breakdown in the past, and you're like, this is a this is a pretty savvy sophomore in high school. You, you know what I mean? Like, this is not a kid that you expect to be like a 15, 16 I – mean, he's got some maturity to him. He's got some focus to him. Um, he's got some big picture to his thought process, you know, thinking beyond just – I'm going to go somewhere where I can have 15 sacks and win a championship. He wants those things, but he also has a, a deeper understanding. And guys like that tend to to gravitate and like Notre Dame and and so the point is maybe you can't get half the you know you, you can't recruit half the guys in the top 100, but there are always guys like this that are Notre Dame fits. This is the kind of kid you need to put the absolute full court press on and make sure you get. Um, there are some other kids in the class that 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 I like. Uh, you know, there's some some hybrid players like Arliss Boardingham from California, who's kind of a high school receiver. Uh, Elijah Brown from Ohio, who is uh, a tight end, a really good tight end. You know, there's some intriguing players like that, DJ Wesolak. So, um, you know, then then you could say, you know, maybe instead of taking a second defensive tackle in the class, they need to get a first. But, you know, maybe instead of taking two defensive tackles, which I think is a need, you know, maybe they take a fourth defensive end like an Isaac Ham. you know, who's a 6'5", 260 pound defensive tackle that they want to turn into sort sort of like a Riley Mills three technique. So there's some flexibility with a lot of the players on the board. And and Mike Elson has really done a great job so far of of having a big board of talented players. What I'm curious to see is, you know, does this eliminate this should, but do they eliminate certain players? For example, Alex Bauman, who is the younger brother of Kevin Bauman, I don't know if if I if he's a take now for me. I don't know. Unless you're going to take four defensive ends, I'm not sure if you want to take him at this point in time. You know, do you do you do you want to take him and then say, well, we can't take Cyrus Moss? So I'm curious to see how they how they handle that. Or do they say, Yeah, we'll take a kid like that, but because he can also play tight end. You know, that's the right. other thing. Is Alex Bauman also plays tight end like his brother? Elijah Brown, Arles Boardingham. The reason I mention them is they're also offensive players. So You know, maybe you bring them in now and if depending on how your board fills out. I mean, so not that those guys would commit to Notre Dame now, but I'm just making the point that I think there's some flexibility there. But the fact is, is they have to make sure that there's room to bring in a guy like Cyrus Moss and they have to put the full court press on him as a staff. And I mean, it's almost like you say to Mike Ellison, like there's literally no one more important right now on your board than him. Um, And you know, everyone needs to be involved. I mean, Chris O'Leary, Tommy Reese, Jeff, I mean, everybody should be (laughs) talking to Cyrus Moss in some way, shape, form, or fashion to make him to, you know, to do what you got to do. Cause this is the, this is a Notre Dame kid, but they don't get every Notre Dame kid. That's, that's the problem. And this is one that they need to close on. If they can add Cyrus Moss to a defensive end class that already has Tyson Ford and Aiden Gabara you know we haven't seen a defensive end class like that at Notre Dame since 2016 and we all know how the 2016 class panned out because it's now going to have four ends from that class are going to end up playing pro football if you think about it. I mean think about that. Daylon Hayes and uh Takumba Ogandiji are about to get drafted and Khalid Kareem and Julian Aguaro were third and you know fifth and third round picks respectively last season. So to be able to produce four NFL players from one defensive draft end draft class is impressive and you add Cyrus Moss to this class, I think that's a similar type of – those are three kids that have potential to be professional football players down the road uh, and impact college players. You have to get it done. And yeah. and uh, that's why I say Cyrus Moss is a bit, is a must, absolute must get for Notre Dame at this point.
1: Okay. Well, good stuff on the most recent Notre Dame commit. Defensive end Aiden Gobera from Virginia – Uh, And we know that uh, there is an affinity for Virginia players uh, at Irish Breakdown. So I
2: I mean, that's just where the real ballers are from, Vince. I mean, I keep trying to tell you this. I mean, that's just that's just the reality of it. So
1: converted, you don't have to convince me. I'm just (laughs) just pointing it out to all of our listeners that we appreciate players from Virginia. That's all, you know. know. So uh, so that's Aiden Gobera, and uh, hopefully Notre Dame is. Uh, got the full court press uh, on Cyrus Moss. Out I of, think this uh, is
2: ultimately, Vince, a plot by Brian Kelly to try to get me um, get me get on my good side. I think it's like, <laughs> hey, Driscoll's been hammering me this offseason. We got to get some more Virginia guys. Whatever uh, it takes. Yeah. So he get him off my back for a little bit. But yeah, this, this is a big one. This is a big pickup yes. for Notre Dame
1: a huge pickup for Notre Dame. Uh, but stay tuned uh, because we've got another good one coming for you tomorrow. Brian and I are going to talk a little offense, mm-hmm. uh, a little Tommy Reese offense. So stay tuned for that. That'll be going up tomorrow. Um, so wherever you get your podcast, make sure you subscribe so you get that automatic download. Uh, we are dangerously close on our YouTube channel to that thousand uh, subscribers. So, yeah. you know. Punch that subscribe button. That way you're notified when you get when we upload some videos. We've had some good ones. Brian has been ridiculously busy this weekend. Uh, Snowed in.
2: On- what else am I going to do?
1: Facts. Uh, while I was on my deathbed, he was actually doing work. Uh, no, I had a head cold. It is what it is. <laughs> but uh, he was doing work. He was putting out videos. And uh, there is a lot of uh, content there. So make sure you check it out. Make sure you subscribe to that. And then, of course, make sure you check out irishbreakdown.com. Because the uh, the articles are fast and furious, and free, and free. Right I mean,
2: now, all of our content at Irish Breakdown is free, so you do, you do not have to be a subscriber. There's no sign up necessary to, to read articles. Just make you know, again. We're trying to bring you content on as many yes. outlets and forms as possible. So we appreciate your patronage, but help us get to that thousand. So if you have not yeah. subscribed, smash that like, smash that subscribe button over there, and the, it would be on your right. Uh, your bottom right, you'll see that little IB square. Vince is pointing at it. Give us a sub 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 subscription, um, and also what we want to have more from you is uh, more comments. You know, yeah, let man. us know what you think. Engage with us. I had a guy. Uh, shout On. out to Justin Case the other day. He and I were were debating. We were disagreeing, but it was an awesome debate. He was coming with facts. He was coming with arguments. I didn't necessarily agree with them, but they were well supported. We love that kind of stuff. We want to engage with you and that kind of stuff and if you have ideas for uh, shows that you'd like us to do, um, we have written down some a couple of suggestions that people have given. Uh, somebody brought up, you know, wanting to jump ahead to the twenty twenty two class. We're going to have several videos and, and breakdowns on our podcast this week, talking about the needs for the twenty twenty two class. We're going to do a must get couple must get videos and podcasts uh, about the players that are going to be really the difference between Notre Dame having a good top eight to thirteen type of class like they've always had. And Notre Dame sort of having that top five to seven caliber class, which is what we think is the next step needed to finally get over that hump. And so we're going to talk about all that. So we took that suggestion. We're going to run with it. So if you have some things you'd like to hear about, let us know in the comment section, but only after
1: you've hit subscribe. (laughs) Very important. So for Brian Driscoll, he's the publisher. I'm Vince D'Addario. I'm the football analyst. We will talk to you next time on the Irish Breakdown Podcast.